Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 277 for August 12th, 2019. Today's guest is Artivist. Did you catch that? Artivist, artist slash activist. Sting V from Iceland. And I am your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for 14 years. Yeah. The anniversary was last month. I missed it in my little uh, podcast downtime, but 14 years. Are you kidding me? If you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons in the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com or just search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at MichaelHeron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at MichaelHeron or email me at MikeyPod at gmail.com. Yay. Hello. Glad to be back. It's been uh, several months since I did a podcast, and I've been sitting on this exact interview for a long time. So my apologies to everyone involved. And uh, here it is now. Yay! Just a couple of little uh, updates for you. I have a show coming up at Judson here in New York City, Judson Memorial Church, historic activist, artist, amazing place. Um, yeah. So September 11th is that show. Doors open at 7.15. It'll be a $10 suggested donation that will go to the church. And um, I'll be doing my electronics, piano. There'll be other musicians. I'm still putting this all together. Special guests will be Amy Iris Brown and Tony Banks. And... Um some other music, some other things. I'll be doing some of my stuff. I'm writing some new material for this. And it's really a great thing. I'm doing this show quarterly at Judson now, and I'm working on sort of finding some direction for it. Or I'm also just sort of stuck in this world lately of thinking, oh, I have a show, (laughs) a regular venue to do a show. Do I want to make it regular every time? Or do I just do whatever I want every time? Like literally whatever. I could do whatever I want. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I've been thinking the same thing about this podcast, too. Like, it's whatever I want. And like, yeah, what's that mean? I don't know. Stay tuned to find out. (laughs) Other than that, um, I apologize for the downtime between podcasts. I've always, well, not always, but in the recent history of this podcast, I've been pretty clear about the fact that I do it weekly most of the time. (laughs) So I'm going to try to ease back into weekly. It's been a very... I've mentioned this before. I can't remember if I mentioned it here. I know I did on the bonus podcast for patrons. Uh, I have mentioned that it's been a very like growth filled year emotionally for me, which also means a lot of like big, big emotions happening. So um, it's been tough. It's been really tough to focus on my work like this podcast and different things. And I've, I've churned out a bunch of things during this time, um, but uh, things happen. So if you have been looking for this podcast, um, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and here's one now, and I'm going to start uh, getting it rolling again soon, um, along with my other things that I do. Uh, the bonus podcast this week for patrons is going to be a reading of the zine I released back in June called Tigger. It's about my cat. So I'll do a reading of that. Um, If you'd like copies of these zines, you can subscribe on Patreon. Um, You'll also get the bonus podcast. You get discounts on my merch. You can download all my music. Um, Depending on the level, you get free books and all kinds of stuff. So check that out, Mikey Pod. Sorry, patreon.com slash Michael Heron. And I think that's really it. Um, I want to, before we get into this interview, I want to jump in with a track from Tony Banks, who's going to be one of our guests this, well, next month in September at Judson. This song is called Cloud Nine, and it's by Tony Banks. (laughs) 
get the thing you want the most But then your body goes comatose If it's a dream, we're state of reality Vision blocking after me, if the life it just can't be But then you wake up, it's a sunny day No obstacles, and your path you clearly see the way And at the end of the road, then you see a prize Five, ten, thick thighs, two, ten, wide eyes Standing with a smile so bright, it's really blinding Because body's so damn tight, now you grinding From the bottom to the top, really outstanding To the upper crowd, now I know when I land in Man, the feel is beautiful from up here No worry in your heart, no fear Let it all go and just bask in the light Looking up at the sky as the sun shines bright Joining me now on the podcast from Iceland is Stingvi. He's an artist, and welcome to the show, Stingvi. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we, I, for some reason, I feel like I should mention that I discovered your work through Honey the Bronx, aka um, Ben Strothman, the vegan drag queen. Uh, so, yay! Hi, Ben. Thanks for uh, connecting us. So, you use your work. You call it artivism. I don't know if you created that word, but I love it. Maybe we should do like a quick background of your um, your artist life like where when did Mm -hmm. you start drawing well i've been drawing ever since i was a kid my uh, parents would just usually just sit me down and just give me a piece of paper and a pen and i would be just silent and i would just be happy like that so yeah ever since i was a child but i never really found a true kind of cause or 
like I always loved it, but I never had the true passion for it. So I kind of was just doing it on and off and just, but now I, yeah, really found my true cause. And uh, now I just have such passion for it. And I'm, yeah, I'm also an, an activist and an artist. So yeah, I'm trying to combine those two. It really started when I was living in Indonesia um, back in 2017. And I was there as an exchange student. And yeah, it's a total culture shock. And I just saw how the earth was being impacted by human activities and just garbage everywhere. And it was just like the nature was so beautiful, but I was so heartbroken to see how it was being treated. And at that point, I just felt like I couldn't sit just doing nothing anymore. So I decided to do what I know best, which is yeah, to draw and use that as a platform to express um, yeah, these issues. What was what was it about Indonesia that that particularly uh, struck you about the environment? Yeah, it's just such a beautiful country. Uh, the nature is yeah very is stunning. But then you look around and you see like these plastic bottles and just it's this trash that just shouldn't be there. And yeah, it was just this just made me really sad to see it. I didn't want to just continue just saying nothing and not speaking up about it. And then you wove your art back into that. So how what 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 was the first step you took toward doing that, toward expressing your thoughts about the environment with drawing? Um, I think, yeah, the life, life in Indonesia was very kind of laid back and chill. So I had a lot of free time, um, a lot of time spent in the car in the traffic. Uh, so I, I just decided to just take my notebook and just yeah, always be drawing. So just look around and just get these inspirations. And yeah, I just started dotting it down into my notebook and then I decided I wanted to share it. So I created my Instagram page and yeah, I just took off from there. I get, I'm always trying to ask this question because I kind of do the same thing with my music and writing mm-hmm. and stories and stuff, communicating about, you know, for, for me, it's a lot about animal rights and you weave a lot of veganism and animal rights into your work as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I... I kind of have my own answer to this question, but I guess I'm curious what yours is too. Like how, how is it more effective or differently effective to use art um, as, as an activist? I think art can Im- impact people in a different way. Like if you're just talking to them or trying to show them facts or um, yeah, they just choose to not listen. They don't want to hear it and just look away. But with creative outlet or yeah, drawing, it can capture people in a different way. So they will look look at it actually and appreciate the beauty, I guess, and also subliminally, hopefully, yeah, take in the message. So that's how I try to portray veganism and yeah, in like a positive and optimistic way, yeah, to try to yeah, capture people. I'm looking at, at your uh, Facebook page and um, I, for, I saw that you did this and I forgot, and I'm just remembering that you wove Veganuary into your work where you... Um, you did, uh, I'll just read what it says. An exclusive design will come with every order made in your Etsy shop using the Veganuary code. Um, and that's like another way, I guess I like for people to sort of know about this type of thing, because I know there are a lot of people who are creative and want to like participate and do activism with their creative work. There are just so many different ways to do it. What, what gave you the idea to, to do this with Veganuary? Mm, I think Veganuary is a really great, um, uh, how do you call it? Like a uh, 
movement campaign maybe a campaign yeah, yeah campaign that's the word um, and I wanted to do what I could do to support that um, I know a lot of people that yeah took their first step in veganism because of veganuary and I just thought it was such a great campaign and decided to offer yeah my work with this code in my shop just to encourage people even further and also in meanwhile promoting their campaign yeah. so I, I, I try to look at like think things that are going on in the world and help raise awareness and promote campaigns and yeah stuff that I also believe in with my work oh yeah I'm seeing uh, I'm scrolling through your Facebook page as we're talking like I I don't remember if I've seen these videos of you making your drawings uh, drawing is one of those because I'm not a like a artist a visual artist I guess mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things that I just when I see it in action it's just so amazing to me you're making all of these tiny little dots <laughs> <laughs> yes it takes patience but uh yeah it's worth it in the end <laughs> yeah your work is really beautiful how um how did it evolve like to this type of drawing uh this particular type of drawing yeah like the the kind of uh, it seems like your general work is a, a lot in that sort of style yeah this reason um i didn't used to do drawings like this up until 2017 but i was a lot on instagram and just following a lot of different uh, art accounts and i discovered this is called uh, dot work and I discovered artists doing that and I was just really captivated by just how it looks. I just thought it was really beautiful. So that's, I just started doing that with my own work. Um, and then, yeah, in the beginning it didn't look so great, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then it's just practice and yeah, now it's, it's really something I enjoy doing. It's kind of meditative because yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not really thinking while I'm doing it. It's just like thoughting and. I can just go on for hours and yeah. Uh, that's amazing. How um do you have a like a routine around your work, like particular times of the day that you create or like um any kind of um ritual around making sure you, you're making your art or do you need that? Time of day is not really. Sometimes I can just wake up and I'm just really like I have this idea in my head and I just wanna start right away. Um other times in the morning I'm just really groggy and don't wanna do anything. <laughs> So it's just really when inspiration hits, I just, I always have my notebook with me. So one thing I really like to do is if I'm doing like a particular subject, uh, for example, plastic in the ocean or like my recent uh, shark series, I like to watch documentaries, have them running in the background. So I'm just like, yeah, sucking up a lot of information on the particular topic that I'm uh, working on. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to work because then when I post on Instagram, I like to include in the caption just a lot of information and just educate people, maybe know, let them know some facts they didn't know. And yeah, watching these documentaries can really help me both with my drawing and in the, in the caption. Uh, I kind of love that, that you just keep yourself, I don't, it's almost like keeping the fire burning. Uh, while mm-hmm. watching these these documentaries about like when you talk about plastic you mentioned a lot is there a favorite documentary you have about um plastic in the environment yeah for me what really opened my eyes to that problem was the movie is i think it's just called a plastic ocean i found it on netflix just randomly and i decided to watch it and yeah it was just so eye-opening and af- after i watched that i've been a lot more conscious of my consumer uh, how I consume 
and I'm trying to buy everything like without plastic. If there was an alternative, like in glass or paper, I will buy that. So after that movie, I definitely recommend watching it. It's very, uh, it covers a lot of aspects of how it might affect us because we honestly don't know like how all these plastic, microplastics and yeah, all that is going to affect us and the life in the ocean. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, um, I'm sc- now, I'm, now I'm scrolling. I love social media. I'm now I'm scrolling through your Instagram feed and looking more closely at these things. Um, a lot of like, com- like, and Instagram is a tough one for me for getting people to interact with. Um, mm-hmm. But you have a lot of people like uh, commenting on your posts. And uh, this, I especially love this one. Um, it's an image of a pole. I think it's a polar bear on um, a piece of land with a sort of a like a lot of images of pollution and um, yeah, destruction to the environment. And the caption says, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, you do a great job of including, oh, it was International Polar Bear Day. Yes. Um, yeah, and you got a lot of feedback on that. Is that Was that an especially lively one? or? Yeah, that one went very well. But recently I've been getting quite a lot of engagement on my posts. Uh, yeah, what I try to do is, like, I try to share some facts and then I, in, my, in the caption I ask my followers to maybe share something they know or, like, Uh, yeah, I want to know what like my followers are thinking and what they know. So in a way, it's more of a conversation between the both of us. How did uh, how did veganism come into your life? Were you already concerned about the environment or did vegan veganism come first? And the reason why I took the first step towards veganism was because of the environment. And that, then it evolved just like I, I found how differently I felt in my body. And then, of course, I started to perceive animals in a different way. And uh, so, yeah, now I'm just vegan for the environment, uh, my health and, of course, the animals. Before that, I wasn't really conscious about it at all. So thanks to veganism, I became more aware of all of these all of these things. Uh, yeah. Is it how is it to be a vegan in Iceland? Or did I read correctly that you're in Reykjavik? Yeah, in Reykjavik, yes. Uh, what's it like being vegan there? Is it uh, challenging, easy, somewhere in between? Um, I would say it's kind of like vegan heaven. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. I, I also lived in the Netherlands, and there are more vegan options in Iceland than in the Netherlands. Like, every grocery stop, shop has, like, freezers full of vegan stuff, or, yeah, just a lot of vegan alternatives, so... Being vegan in Iceland is absolutely no problem. Being plastic-free, however, that's the problem. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's quite difficult. Yeah, that's challenging here in the States, too. I keep uh, I, I keep thinking I'm doing better, um, mm-hmm. but my neighbor <laughs> comes to my apartment a lot, and she, even though like I'm like, oh, I'm doing such a great job, she's very on top of like... And she, she mentioned it to me the other day. She said, you should really try to use less pra- plastic. And I was like, what? I already am. <laughs> but she pointed out a bunch of things I just don't think about, like these containers that greens come in sometimes and like, yeah. so many other places I could avoid it. But is that, um, is that kind of where you run into it as well? Like produce being mm-hmm. packed in plastic or where are some other places that you're kind of... Yeah, for sure. Definitely like vegetables because Icelandic vegetable farmers, they... Um, to prevent any like imported vegetable being 
falsely labeled as Icelandic vegetable. They pack everything in plastic and put a sticker on it just to make sure that everyone knows it's Icelandic. So, uh. yeah, that's something I'm struggling with a lot. Like in the Netherlands, there were these fresh vegetable markets two times a week where you can just get everything you needed, just plastic free. And it was, yeah, that was amazing. But don't have that option in Iceland, yeah. sadly. With your work, do you have like a, a vision or goals for what where you would like to take it? I know I should, I can't believe I didn't mention already that you're on Patreon, which I'm, I love Patreon so much. Mm. <laughs> I say it on the Me podcast too. all the time. Um, but what, do you, do you have a vision or like a goal or a dream for like where you would like your work to grow? Um, my dream right now is just to be able to do what I'm doing. I feel like um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of great feedback from people and they're really, uh, my work is really like it touches them. So that's just, I really love to hear that. And that's just what I want to keep on doing and being able to do that full time, just just be an artist and educate myself and educate others through my art. That would just be the dream. Uh, so yeah, with Patreon, I'm trying to reach that goal, but also, yeah, selling some of my artwork as prints and, um, yeah, it's doing what I can. Yeah. So if people want to follow you on social media, what can you give a quick rundown of where we can find you? Yeah. Um, I'm, the most active on Instagram um, and on every social media channel is just Stingwe. So Instagram, I'm Stingwe. Facebook is yeah, also Stingwe. Um, Patreon, just patreon.com slash Stingwe. That's S-T-Y-N-G-V-I. Yeah. Perfect. And, yeah. And if, uh, if someone's listening and you can't write those things down, don't worry. You can just go to MikeyPod.com and look at the show notes for this episode and find all the links you'll need. And I think it's time for us to wrap this interview up. Thank you so much for everything you do and for taking the time to be on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for the interview. There's a sound of voices singing as I lay awake.
From the album Queen Victoria, that was Joy Askew. Oh, my sweet little friend Joy. That's a great song, as you've just discovered. And Joy is a great artist. Uh, she was on my podcast way back on episode 210. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'm excited to be back. And uh, yeah, there'll be another podcast soon. I have some other emails out asking guests to join me, so I don't want to drop any names quite yet. But going to work really hard to get one up next week too and if you are a patron be sure to check patreon or the bonus content page at mikeypod.com on wednesday for the bonus podcast and there's a ton of bonus podcasts back there too so if you are a patron and you haven't heard those yet go back and check it out there's a whole rss feed for those and everything let me know if you need help there's actually two separate rss feeds and i've already spoken too much if you want an easy way to get those podcasts just let me know always reach out to me mikeypod at gmail.com thanks for listening and i'll see you next time